Hey humanity, it's me, your host, Christine Dikonge. I am so excited for our first episode. You know, Onatawan is all about navigating the current pandemic global health crisis, how it's affecting people, shaping communities, and challenging all industries. Today, we have invited an expert to talk to us about the science behind COVID-19. Remember that it is all about everyone's experience with a touch of expertise while on a taunt, social distancing. The first segment of our podcast will always be some African music. Get into it. Yes, we're now listening to Rich Busy, a Zambian artist. The title is This Is Love, which was released um, February 2020. So please enjoy. <laughs> Indeed, after this pandemic, everything will change. Today, we are welcoming Fatima Patel, and we will talk about her experience and the science of immunology. So stay put if you want to find out everything you need to know about the origin of this pandemic and why we are all asked to stay home for those who can. So together, let's inhale, exhale. You're now listening to Onatom. Hi, Fatima. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. So we're first going to start by asking you if you can share with us your educational and career background. Yeah, so uh, I started off my studies by obtaining a master's degree in human biology research, mm -hmm. and my major is immunology, mm -hmm. but I then moved on to study dentistry. Wow, I'm curious to know, what was your master thesis about? Uh, my master's thesis was about a novel drug to cure bloodborne diseases such as leukemia um, at the University of Southern California in LA. Wow. Um, I can tell that you've been really navigating the medical health industry. So can you tell us a little bit more about COVID-19? The coronavirus, or COVID-19, is a virus from a larger family of viruses mm -hmm. um, that will usually just cause simple colds or, in extreme cases, severe pathologies like SARS or MERS um, in the past. So the new coronavirus appeared a few months ago in a wet market in Wuhan, China, and spread to the world ever since. Wow. Wow. We're currently dealing with that virus as well here in Toronto. And you mentioned SARS, MERS, and COVID-19. Can you please quickly clarify to our audience the differences between them? Because we tend to be confused. Yeah, so um, there, all three diseases are caused by a coronavirus. Okay. Um, COVID and SARS both originated in China and MERS in Saudi Arabia. Okay. 
Um, but the main difference is that the mortality rates for all diseases are significantly different, though. So mm-hmm. you have 35% for MERS, around 10% for SARS, and mm-hmm. roughly about 2.4%, but that's changing um, because, well, we don't really know um, the figures for COVID-19. Mm, wow. And are there any similarities with the Ebola outbreak, even though uh, it was a different virus? So um, with the Ebola outbreak, um, there is the fact that uh, there is an animal transmission. Mm-hmm. Um, some symptoms are the same, but mostly different. Mm-hmm. But the, the, the biggest difference uh, with the Ebola outbreak is that it was less contagious, even if it was more deadly. Mm. Um, it was less contagious because it was transmitted through sweat or blood, And, and in the final stages of the disease. So it was not like you had healthy people who had Ebola um, walking, around, walking around the streets transmitting it like we have with COVID. Um, actually, there are trials at the moment using some drugs that were used to fight Ebola. Mm-hmm. Um, and we actually have, there's actually a team of doctors that has been sent from Cuba that were experts during Ebola uh, being sent to Italy. Right now. right now, those are the troops that, that those are the doctors that we saw in the news a couple of weeks ago, right? Yes, exactly. So, did you mention Ebola treatment? Yes, uh, actually, some antiviral treatments that were used for Ebola are actually um, being effective with um, COVID 19. Uh, you also have some different drugs like chloroquine mm-hmm. uh, that was used for malaria that is actually being tested right now. Oh, wow. So it started out in China. How did it spread so fast in all continents except Antarctica? I'd say mainly through travel because China is a big platform with people flying in and out of the country. Mm-hmm. Um, we know that the velocity of the virus is 48 days, which means that it takes 48 days for at least a thousand people to be Um, contaminated. Hmm. So you can imagine the number of people who are actually carrying the virus spread it even before they presented any symptoms. So all of this just made it that much easier for it to be transmitted worldwide. Okay, wow. And can you please tell us the rationale behind the confinement measure instructed by public health officials around the world? Well, first of all, it's to stop the transmission of the disease mm-hmm. and, and also to help health facilities not um, get overcharged. So there are not enough respirators or even doctors to treat everyone at once. So the whole idea is to reach a peak. Mm, that infamous peak. So can you tell us a little bit more about that peak? We've seen a peak in China. Yeah, so... Think about it this way. Right now, the number of infected people is increasing pretty drastically, as we've yeah. seen. Mm-hmm. But by, people, by putting people in confinement, we allow people who have been infected to heal and also stop creating new cases through transmission. Mm-hmm. And so at some point, we reach a peak. And for, from there, the number of cases gradually decreases and relieves the healthcare system. Wow, I see. So... What are the confinement measures in France at the moment? Um, so right now they're pretty strict, um, mm-hmm. but it all started off with the French president telling everyone to self-confine. 
Mm-hmm. And he ordered that all non-essential facilities close. But as you've seen in the news, some French people took it as a holiday. So he, ju- he then just decided to be extremely strict. So everything is closed, excepting for grocery stores and pharmacies. Mm-hmm. The Schengen borders are closed. Um, everyone is to stay home. We can only circulate with the permission slip that has to be printed. Okay, so I see. So things like uh, exercise, uh, help a person in need will need a permission slip. And how did it affect you as a medical health professional student? So because all universities and schools are closed right now, most of the courses are online. Um, but as a dental student, most of my courses are practicals. Um, I, have a number, I have a number of deadlines to hand in lab work. Uh, we need to meet a certain number of requirements. And because everything has just been put to a stop, we're all uncertain if we will graduate on time, if not at all. So it's quite stressful because I have worked really hard and this situation might just even get more complicated for me and my peers. Oh, I'm very sorry to hear this, Fatima. I wish you and your peers and anyone listening in this situation strength and courage during these difficult moments. Thank you. So, Thank you so much. You're welcome. So you say that as a dental student, it was quite difficult, right? It's really hard. Yeah. So we have been hearing about the global shortage of masks, gloves, and sanitizer. Can you tell us a bit more about the situation at your clinic before it closed? So I think like most hospitals and clinic, um, we did not expect such an outcome. I mean, at some point, all of our gloves, masks, and sanitizer were taken away and put under lock Mm -hmm. um, because some patients were actually stealing them and also because we needed to limit the number um, of equipment we were using daily to, to delay the upcoming shortage. Wow. And so what are you doing while in attend social distancing? Um, mostly studying, um, sleeping, just keeping busy with phone calls and podcasts. <laughs> and my mom got pretty sick recently as well. So that took quite a bit of time. Oh, so did your mom got infected? We don't really know for sure um, because as for France, uh, hospitals here are asking people to only go for testing in case of chest pain or difficulty breathing or if they have a very high fever. But everything is back to order now, so that's fine. Wow, that's amazing. We're really hoping for the best for you uh, and for your mom. And thank you so much for sharing this information with, uh, with us. We really thank appreciate it. I really appreciate your concern. Thank you. So before you go, I really want to ask you uh, to please share with our audience and believer of why is it important to stay at home during COVID-19 outbreak attacking the world? Yeah, so there are a bunch of rumors going around and so many people are sending homemade concoctions that are sometimes life-threatening because I've seen people tell people to drink bleach or other toxic chemicals. I mean, we just need to stop sharing false information and creating a panic when what we really need to do is be united. And so, like we've been saying, I think the best thing anyone can do is stay home. I understand it can be difficult, like 
some people have really tiny apartments or toxic family members, but we just need to slow down the transmission and protect the most vulnerable. Let's not push doctors to make the painful decision of choosing who gets a respirator and who ha- who doesn't. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are loads of terrifying te- testimonies going around, and I think it's the most responsible thing we can do. So everyone should just relax, catch up on sleep, talk to family members, study together, maybe learn a new skill, and just realize that if you're in good health, you are one of the privileged right now, and it is your duty to break the transmitting chain and not become a vector to someone less fortunate. I mean, people are still going out against their government recommendations, and it's absolutely irresponsible. I completely agree with you. And and this is something that we've seen in Toronto, we've seen in Paris, we've seen in Italy, we see it everywhere. And if you have the mean and the, you know, to stay home, just stay home and think about how other people, you know, the vulnerable one, you know, cannot stay at home. So I completely agree with you. And I think it's completely irresponsible for people, especially youth, to be going out like this and yeah. listening to people. Like this is unacceptable. Mm-hmm. Fatima, thank you so much for being on Anaton Podcast with us today and sharing your personal experiences and expertise on the current status quo COVID-19. Something that I want our audience to remember is to be responsible enough to take the right decision. Decision that will save their life and the lives of the people that they love. This is not about our freedom or rights. This is about our health, our life. Let's all stay home together for those who can't. Thank you so much. Thank you so much.